Hi, it's Helen Bauer. I'll be today's guest. Before the episode begins, I'd like to let you know that there is a spoiler in this for The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, something that I didn't say, but Maddie Campion did. Enjoy the episode! Hello and welcome to the Jacqueline Wilson Fan Club. I'm your host, Maddie Campion, and each episode I'm joined by a guest who revisits the Jacqueline Wilson book from their childhood, and we have a big, old, nostalgic chat. Whilst we are discussing books for youngsters and chatting childhood, just a heads up, this is not a podcast for kids. We might have some fruity language here and there, so I wouldn't want to crop them, okay? This episode, I'm joined by Helen Bauer, a brilliant comedian who you might recognise from BBC Stand Up for Live Comedy. You might have seen her on Comedy Central or even at the Edinburgh Fringe. And she's here to chat about Tracy Beaker. Um, so, Helen, uh, you decided your choices, you picked two, because you're a legend. Um, Thank you. You picked two Jacqueline Wilson books. You picked uh, The Story of Tracy Beaker mm. and The Dare Game, which is also a Tracy Beaker story. It's just, I think, such an origin story for Jacqueline Wilson, because I am alongside many in believing that Cam is modelled off herself. So for Ooh. me, it's more than just... A lovely fiction book. It's also part autobiographical. Do you, I, I haven't actually ever like delved too far into Jacqueline Wilson's. I believe she has a daughter. Yes, and we and we know that she came out this year. Yes, uh, publicly. Uh, she Wait, didn't... are you doing a Jacqueline Wilson podcast and you don't know about her life? Well, I, I don't know if she's fostered. I didn't want you know you don't want to be too intrusive and find out if she has fostered any children i don't think she's fostered any kids no that's what i, I think, think it's the role of cam as the writer yes 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 i think i think and also you see that picture you see the illustration in the book and it does bear remarkable it's her there's no yeah. way about it like nick no. knows her nick shara obviously the illustrator of all the Your original first name terms w's i you know i wrote to jacqueline wilson twice as a child Really? Yes. Did you get a response? Both times. Both that sounds so times. good. I never had I never had the guts to or even have considered doing something like that. She touched me. So I had yeah, would, to. Yeah, no, she I think she I think she connected to a lot of a lot of t- tweens in Britain. I say that apparently it's for like 10-year-olds. That's what's so depressing because I even last year bought the latest Tracy Beaker book to read. Like I'm still up to date with Tracy Beaker. They're, like, they're great books, though. Well, you they're know what? so good. And to I Kill think... a Mockingbird. To, to Kill, kill a, Mockingbird a Mockingbird is considered a child's book. No. Yeah. That's, that's, that was a criticism weighed at Harper Lee when it came out. So Who knew? everyone was like, oh, your kid's book. Doing really well. So I think we should put Jacqueline Wilson on the same pedestal I think we should just so you're aware Maddie I've got your producer Jenny in my bedroom right now and she's just texting on her phone I don't know if you want to do anything about it or like maybe she's texting the noble laureate people and said the noble laureate people yeah Yeah. that's 100% what she's doing let me see your phone Jenny she's definitely on whatsapp I don't think she'd whatsapp noble laureate people that's an email Jenny's got great connections you got a connection to the noble laureate people Jenny She's just giggling and gave her thumbs up. I don't think that right. means yes. <laughs> so is Tracy Beaker... When, so you say you didn't realise that it was for 10-year-olds. How old were you when you started reading? Well, I think I was, like, super illiterate as a child. It took me so long to get into reading. Like, I wasn't... Like, I couldn't tell the time until I was, like, 
12 or 13. So I think reading definitely came late to me. But Jacqueline Wilson was one of the first books I could read and enjoy without doing the posing. Did you used to do this where you'd pretend that you could read a book that you couldn't and just sit there looking at it? So there was a girl in my year called Kath Soper, who I'm still friends with. She's a playwright now. She's super successful. She's great. She would like read everything and just like so quickly she'd read in the car. And on Fridays at our school, we could read in the afternoon and we had to bring in a book from home and I would like bring in like really big old books everyone was like Helen Bauer's amazing she loves learning but then like during the rest of the week at school they'd be like Helen Bauer spell your name and I'd be like E. <laughs> so <laughs> but Jacqueline Wilson was like the book that I could read and was genuinely like in love with the story like, I would be excited for the next Jacqueline Wilson book to come out. Like, it would be W.H. Smith's in Fleet Heart Shopping Centre. And I'd go in and I'd get it. And it would be, like, so exciting. I think it's the tragedy that I loved. Right? Yeah. They are. They're, I mean, do you know what? A very controversial statement I am about to make. Oh, my God. When I first read Tracy Beaker as a child, I did not like it. Which is a big wow. thing. But... Having reread it for this podcast, I find it delightful. But do you know what? It's such a deep book because it's all about rejection. All about rejection. And also, I genuinely think the film Inside Out was based off of it because she definitely goes into her own head and shows you the two different things that she's thinking of. And it's like, okay, Disney Pixar ripped her off 100%. It's so deep. And I think also why I liked it so much is it must have been the first experience. It might have been for you as well, where I'd read something and then I saw it on TV but I'd read it first. See, I, because I didn't, wasn't a massive fan of the book. I love Jacqueline Wilson, oh love the books, but I was like, ugh, Tracy Beaker's so mean and Why rude. are you doing a Jacqueline Wilson podcast, Maddie? Is this your first Because I love episode? all of them. I love all the books. Well, clearly you don't. I don't love. The only book I didn't love at the time was Tracy Beaker, but I'm now, like, and I've, I urge anyone that is listening to this and didn't, wasn't swayed by Tracy Beaker to reread it because the reason she's so horrible is because she doesn't think she's deserving of love. And that is something that flew over my head when I was about 10 years old. But okay, now, I genuinely thought you would not get to that conclusion yet. But holy shit, you said it and now I feel it. <laughs> um, which is your favourite Jacqueline Wilson book then? Uh, either, I think it's Bad Girls. Which so again, cool. Made into an ITV series set in prison. Yeah, but I it mean, they changed means- a lot. <laughs> Yeah, could you imagine Bad Girls was actually set off Bad Girls? That'd be so good. See, this is the thing. I never got into Girls Out Lay, like all of those ones until way later because I got stuck in that childlike, like abused young girl thing for way too long. Like Dustin Baby, Illustrated Man and Tracy Beaker was the ultimate like abused child. And there was Mm. something that made it so romantic and cool. Like I wanted to have like a bad mum who left me at a children's home so fucking badly because it looked so fun and I know she didn't have a great time at school this is what I will say I like reading Tracy Beaker I don't want to be in the same class as Tracy does that make sense yeah I know what you mean she's someone that you feel protective of but you wouldn't necessarily want to be her friend I think she would be disruptive yeah and as we've already established I needed to do some learning (laughs) and I don't think she would have helped me on my learning journey she would have been like, let's play dares. And you're like, hell yeah. <laughs> I would not. But this is the thing. I think this is what I liked her so much is that I would not have done any of those dares. There's no way. I would have just cried and found a way out of it. I would not have stuck with it. And 
Oh my god, there's so much to unpack. Should we just start with the story of Tracy Beaker? Yeah, let's start with the story of Tracy Beaker. Okay. The first book we read was the story of Tracy Beaker, which is the original Tracy Beaker book. And we meet Tracy, who's a 10-year-old girl who is living inside of the dumping ground, which is basically like a foster home for kids who are waiting to be fostered or waiting for their parents to come and get them. At this point, Tracy has been there for many years. She's been fostered twice. She's been taken back and she's desperately waiting for her mum to come and get her until Cam, oh, the lovely Cam, comes and takes her away so she can learn more about writing and eventually Tracy gets fostered and then because me and Maddie are like super 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 keen readers we read the dare game at this point Tracy is living with Cam and still pining for her mother she's struggling at school and starts skiving off school and staying at this abandoned house where she starts the dare game with these two boys she meets called football and Alexander from the beginning Justine Littlewood is the enemy. And I think we can all agree upon that. Yeah. As a child, I thought Justine was the enemy. I have since grown up and reread it, and Louise is the dick. What do you think? I think that. Do you know what? I think the enemy is probably. Because I feel like her mum is awful in many ways. Although this... No, no, no. We're, going but, for, but we're, we're judging we're going... the 10-year-old girls right now. Yeah, Who's the biggest yeah. whore out of the 10-year-olds? <laughs> do you know what? I think... I do think... I think both... I think they're both pretty awful. But I think Louise does... She... I think she knows exactly what to say to stab Tracy in the heart. She goes between the girls and who she favours so quickly and I think it mirrors all the other children who are left in the dumping ground and how they've been picked up and left throughout the years by different foster families by their own parents by their own families and I think Louise is a toxic element who's also doing that within the home also they paint her out to be the super sweet kid that everyone would want to foster but as we both know inside of the story of Tracy Beaker it is mentioned that she has had four foster families and lost all of them so god fucking knows what she's up to at home yeah I don't trust her and Justine I respect because she's at least showy with her dislike for Tracy whereas I think Louise is more manipulative and maybe this is just me as a woman maybe this is just me that I'd rather be told straight to my face behind my back but that's just how I feel about it do you want to talk about Tracy's mum Carly well I feel like this is a thing that I think is very like very insightful with Tracy Beaker is that you look at everyone and you're like they're all awful but their circumstances have made them that way. They're all a victim of circumstance. Like, so you, apart from, I think, the social workers, not so good. Elaine, the pain. Elaine, yeah. She, um, yeah. The fact that when Tracy said that she got smacked and Elaine's like, yeah, sometimes though, you do deserve it. Yes! I This thing, you don't pick up on that as a kid, but as an adult reading yeah. it, I was like, this is abuse within the care system. Yes. But then think- Jenny and Mike are such good care workers, it feels like, that at least there's a bit of balance for Tracy. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just, I think the main, I think the main, like, villain in Tracy Beaker is the fact that there's no funding for mental health support that they clearly all need. 
what do you think Tracy's got mental health wrong with her? Come on, we're two white girls in our late 20s. Let's diagnose her with no experience. I think she's suffering from neglect. Okay. And she, we know that she was abused physically. This is she a really sad up. thing. Like her mum's yeah. ex-boyfriend did lay hands on her and that is made very clear in the book. Yeah. I mean, it's a really, it is a really deep book and it's not something that like, it doesn't shy away from anything, Mm-mm. but at the same time, it's it's only when you're an adult and you read it and you're like, this is really hard. It you is, know, and like, it's so inappropriate, the amount of things that like happen in it, where she's like left waiting by the window, like for her mum to come or for someone to come and get her. And then the way that someone does come, but the, how forceful and awful she is to come when she actually gets what she wants, because it's still not perfect. And what she's expected in her head it's almost like tracy has been raised to believe that when you have a parent that everything's perfect and they will buy you everything you want and you'll live in a fairy tale and then she just gets fostered by this woman who's a writer and doesn't have loads of money and she just immediately starts rejecting her like tracy rejects cam Mm. and it's like it's so good because it doesn't give you like a false happiness about anything like compared to all the other kids books where everything yeah. works out it's just sort of like yeah she gets to be fostered by cam maybe but like it's not it's not great like she doesn't like her school still like she's still involved in the care system like she still believes her mum is going to come and get her at some point which i think leads us perfectly into the dare game i love a segue yes was that yes. good a brilliant segue <laughs> it's almost like you've done a segue before helen my first one. Oh, can yeah. i just do a quick shout out for weedy peter as well Oh, Peter Ingham. Yeah. Little Peter is, for us as comedians, a character that we're used to meeting. There's a weedy Peter, I'd say, at every other open mic you go to, which is a boy who is usually about 28, but has the stance of a 10-year-old. Yeah. And they're trying to stand up. And they've wanted to... Oh, the haircut's the same. They've been wanting to do stand-up since they were nine years old. They've watched everything. Their parents took them to the fringe to watch all the shows. They used to get autographs from the comedians and now they're trying it out and they're so nervous, particularly around the female comics. You say, hey, and they go, (laughs) I immediately fell in love with Weedy Peter from the beginning. Yes, I think think that was my main reason why, as a kid, I felt quite angry at Tracy because she's so sort of I mean you don't I think I don't think I got nuance as a kid I, I just took everything at Vasey I don't think you get I, it now I think you'll find I'm very deep I'm very deep now Helen oh. I get all kinds of nuance <laughs> great great this is great so this is why you didn't like Tracy because she bullied Peter and you identified yeah. with Peter well I think I I don't know I wasn't that wimpy I was actually I, to be honest that's probably more like Tracy but I was like oh like I wasn't bullied but I was like Sod emotions. Get lost, I'm blabbermouth. Better than this. My favourite colour's black. I'm going to paint my room yeah. dark And I love. I used to love putting, putting makeup on. Even though... Yeah. Yeah. But that was the good old days where it was all like Collection 2000 and everything was in palettes. I used to have like little towers of lip glosses and I was like, this is going to make me a whole new girl. Never did. Never did. Um, to move on. I love this book club, by the way. To the dare game. Which was the sequel. Like, it literally picks up exactly where Tracy Beaker left off. I think there was such a high demand for more Beaker. JW was just like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's give her more. 
And at this point, Tracy is fostered by Cam. She's living with her. It's not going great. She's not having the best time ever. She's having a horrible time at school. She doesn't like her teacher and she calls her Vomit Bagley, which I really like because it's such a awful kid's nickname. Like, you know, when you just say like, you're like a vomit. And it's, doesn't, yeah. it's not even like insulting, but it's like, that's so naughty. You can't do that. And Tracy starts skiving off school because she's got so many problems. She's a troubled child. And when she's skiving, she meets these other kids and they start playing the dare game, which is, I mean, we all know dares, but she calls it the dare game and makes it sound like she invented this thing that doesn't exist anywhere else. And it's like, no, truth or dare is like, that wasn't you. That was just a general thing. And I've got to say, these dares get really creepy really quickly because Tracy dares the boys do loads of different things and all they dare is for her to keep taking off her knickers, which we have to address. Like, she dares the boys to, like, do very, like, child, like, climb up this tree. Do, like, say this when you're in the showers at school. It's a lot around nudity. And then they're like, "Take, take your knickers off and wave them in the air. And she's like, okay. And then her next dare is like, take take your knickers off and, and hang them up in that tree wearing your skirt so we can look up it. That's not said, but it's implied that they're going to be looking you, up at her. You thought it happened. You, you, you thought it happened. This is the thing. So then half the book, when you're reading it as an adult, you're just thinking this 10-year-old doesn't have any knickers on the whole time. And at what point are we going to look at these men and realise that this is sexual abuse and they're turning themselves into fucking creeps. Do you think it's weird that, like, like as a kid, I didn't find... There was nothing in these books, any Jacqueline Wilson books, that I thought was particularly... I mean, there, of course, there was some stuff that was, like, not part of my life. But it wasn't like you were ever reading it and being like, oh, my God, I can't believe... This is so unbelievable. Yeah, but that's because you're a kid and, like, you love the drama of it. Like, the worse yeah. it is, the more you're like, that's amazing. She got ditched in a dustbin when she was a baby and found. Like, that's did so you, cool. Did you have any um, incidences that could have made a Jacqueline Wilson book when you, like, did you ever play Truth or Dare or... Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, everyone had, like, little Jacqueline Wilson moments. They just don't last long enough. Like... <laughs> Not to go into like the sad ones, but like I got in trouble at school. Um, I wasn't allowed on a school trip at one point. <gasps> Why got... weren't you? Oh, in year six, they didn't take me on a school trip. And it was the first ever trip where people got to go abroad. So they were going to Le Havre, somewhere in northern France. It was just and... like across on the ferry from Fleet. And I wasn't allowed to go. I had to stay behind. Are you? Will you reveal why you weren't allowed to go? I think it was because I was too loud. I was but too loud and too disruptive. I was very excitable. And I wasn't think, a listener. <laughs> I think that kind of thing, though, you know, you need loud people mm-hmm. on a school trip. It means Thank less, you. less likely to be kidnapped. Yeah, you know? but if you try and make that argument, you get really loud whilst making the argument. So you kind of lose it really early. And then when I was at college, so probably not Tracy Beaker age, more like um, girls out late age. Um, but I was banned from school trips in college because uh, the teacher thought I was an alcoholic and told everyone. When it wasn't true! It wasn't true! She just didn't like me. It was so annoying. I got mistaken for an alcoholic in college because... Why, though? Do you know what? I Basically, I was very good at coming up with points in English literature. Really mm-hmm. good. Like, I can, I can, I'm very good at analysing a bit. Don't know if you can tell, but I'm no. deep. 
I'm really sophisticated when it comes to books and uh I could just yeah so in class I was like smashing it with like talking about books however cannot write an essay to save my life or I couldn't back then yeah and I handed in the first essay uh and she was like she took me aside she's like Maddie I don't understand why this essay is so bad and I said oh it was my I turned 18 last week and she's like oh thank god thank god because I just was like how can the girl that's been making these points in class be writing this essay and to be fair this essay was shit (laughs) um and then they never got better so she was like maddie you've got to stop drinking you've got to stop drinking yeah did she pass it on to like other teachers and stuff i don't think the teachers were that in communication with each other (laughs) good school it was already this was in manchester so it's like a really big a really really big uh it was really good Cameron aylhorn went there (laughs) But this is the thing. I went to a big school as well. There was a thousand five hundred of us in a year group. So I don't Flip even know. Egg. I didn't even Flip know people in my year. Like I still be people now who were like, "Oh, what year did you finish?" And I was like, two thousand nine. And they were like, "Oh, we were the same year." Like it was too many of us. That's mad. But for some I reason, had like, I know, like one hundred ninety, one hundred ninety my year. So it's three thousand of us over two years. Wow. Yeah. Oh no! In Manchester, I did have really big, but that was sixth form. Yeah. yeah, it's different. Big schools, big schools, they get big. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> lots of kids. Lots of kids. No wonder people like Tracy Beaker get neglected. Lost in the system. But I was, I yeah. never had like a real Jacqueline Wilson moment. But I remember being like 11, reading The Illustrated Mum and being like, oh, I wish my mum was bipolar and I would cut in the bath. Like, it just, it was so fucking cool to me. The idea yeah. that these like... They've been through so much. I think it's because I'm from a very boring town in northeast Hampshire, where the idea of like someone doing a drug overdose was like fucking life changing. Oh, one second, I got an ambulance. <laughs> Just Don't know if you've heard about much. Corona, but it's actually on my street. Mm. <laughs> uh, it is. It is absolutely um, interesting, though, how dark these books were, but how you enjoyed the drama. She was but made you, to strip for a dare, Maddie. There's so much to unpack there. That's fucking disgusting. And then she moves in with her mum, who, by the way, gets to the worst presents ever. And I know Chase is a good actress, but no kid wants fancy chocolates. Or cargo trousers. Okay, well, you and I both know that we would have loved cargo trousers. Yeah, I actually age. had a pair. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know why you're being like that. I thought they were great until I, I went to my grandparents and in Liverpool... And it was not a good part of Liverpool. Uh, Goodson, uh, let's just say it's say let's just say it's prepped for coronavirus in shops before there was any like twenty years ago. Because like everything, like you couldn't actually touch anything in the shops. There was just plastic everywhere. Like I fucking love this place. Yeah, you should go. It's great. Um, but there was a big drug deal, broad daylight outside my grandparents' window, and we just watched it happen. And he just went through every single pocket in his cargo trousers. Anyway. <gasps> I went a bit off track there. No, you it's, didn't. This is exactly why it's a good gift, though, because you can carry so many drugs in it. This is why cargo trousers yeah. should come back. Also, I think Jacqueline Wilson, on that point, is very good for introducing you to different ways of life and for different people's problems. And not, like, I wasn't shocked by the drug dealing. And I think maybe Jacqueline <laughs> Wilson had a had a role to play in that no no we're fans of Jacqueline Wilson we're now making it sound like she will encourage your children to go and seek drug dealing and a mental health problem 
She doesn't <laughs> encourage it, but she normalizes the conversation she, around it. Yeah, she um she she does say every single page in her book says and like every every book ends with and then they did heroin and had a great day, happily ever yeah. after. <laughs> and you but, can too. The yeah. end. But like, I think I don't think any other book quite. I don't think any other book in Britain quite, you know, exposes you to those kind of things. You're right. You're right. Every other book in Britain really skirts yeah. over those subjects. Yeah, and I she's mean, not cha- afraid to go into it with ten year olds. Lion, the witch in the wardrobe. Okay, Never we get read it. it. We get it. A lion can die. You know, you, is that what it's about? Yeah, and the lion's based on Jesus. You have to spoiler alert this episode, Jenny. Yeah. That's awful. I can't believe she just said that. That's awful. I, I feel bad because... Yeah, but I've, I've had, had a, a podcast for longer. I mean, I know you've done the Christmas film, yes. um, the Netflix one before, but maybe it's just experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get someone that... To, I don't want to get that kind of abuse. And there's a lot of books that are classic and you just assume... Like, everyone keeps ruining Mice of, of mice and Men for me to the point where I'm like, I remember the spoiler now. <laughs> to be honest I with think... you, it's only okay. Give okay. it a miss. There's a I lot of just... books that are just okay. Might just read the Wikipedia article, you know. Just don't bother. Honestly, there's nothing to it. Okay. Like at least Jacqueline Wilson dares, almost yeah. like a dare game, I'd say, to go into these subjects, make a difference, introduce us to characters such as football. And by the way, can I do a spoiler alert for you? Yes. So football, um, who is? Oh, you're going to be summing it up at the beginning anyway. He is a later appearing character in the latest Jacqueline Wilson book about um tracy beaker where she's a full-grown adult my mum yeah she's up she's a mum by this point so tracy goes on to have a daughter called jess lovely and they live in a council flat and they have a lovely little life together and tracy falls in love with a guy who's a very successful footballer and it's (gasps) football and he's made it he makes it that sounds absolutely lovely i'm gonna have to it's really charming Oh, lovely. Obviously, uh, the little lad dies. The weedy one in this one. Is that Edward? Alexander. Alexander, that's it. He kills himself. Not worth it. Oh. No, I'm joking. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, holy... Oh, damn! Wow, she really threw... She really threw I a love that you there. believed it, though. You were like, yeah, no, it makes sense to Jacqueline Wilson that they'd kill themselves. I thought, well, I did think... I was like, oh, maybe this is, like... Maybe it's... All, well, she does... You know what? She shows, not tells Jacqueline Wilson... She has a lot of show not tell, which See, is. If you're this is where I'm getting worried because you keep saying that you made a good point in English and you made all these great points and you're a really smart student. You have not made a good point yet, and I want <gasps> you to make a good point. But saying she shows not tell, but you have to give an example. Like, okay. I'm sorry, but I failed all my exams, and even I know that when you make a point, you have to give an example and explain it. Okay. Or you're so not going to get any marks. So, for example, Tracy Beaker, when she explains, rather than just say her foster parents conceived their own child so they had to let go they said and, she, yeah yeah and they said they she says oh she starts wearing bigger smock dresses and sits on the sofa all day so you know she's pregnant but it's 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 a bit more wow bit more thank you maddie there's that keen sharp razor mine yeah i think uh <laughs> I, you know what i could do a whole study on this i could write a th- actually i can't write a thesis but i could say a thesis and you'd be like that is deep maddie that is no it feels deep but yeah. the dare game i feel like is the perfect complement to the story of tracy beaker like it just goes to show that she in the dare game she actually gets what she fully wants 
So, like, she wants her mum the whole way through the first one, but she gets a foster mum. And then in the second one, she wants her mum still, and she gets it. And, like, not to give the whole thing away. But it's not idyllic. It's not perfect. But her foster mum was so close to having someone who genuinely, authentically loves her and wants the best for her and cares for her that it's so lovely that it doesn't feel the need to patronise you as a kid because like most kids books are really like patronising and it's like but then mummy and daddy came and got baby at the end and it was all perfect and this one's like your mum's a fucking whore and your foster mum's poor make do and also some boy's going to tell you to take off your pants quite a lot and you're just going to have to get on with it because it's part of being a woman and sometimes it's better just to do it because it won't make them mad Uh, that's what I'm saying (laughs) I mean it's and I think that's what Jacqueline Wilson is saying uh thank you i do you know what when i reread this i was like maybe i should become a foster mum. that was my response are you serious yeah i was like why don't but then i googled can you be a single foster mum and have a because i've got a full-time job right now because of yeah. the nature of the world and uh and i was like can you have a full-time job and be a foster mum? and they're like Meh. no also we both live in house shares i don't yeah think... i'd move out i'd move out from my little foster kids where would you move to I mean, somewhere in London. <laughs> and have just a group of foster kids around you. Yeah, yeah. I'd be, I'd be, yeah. I, I think actually that... genuinely believe there might be some people who foster out there who read the story of Tracy Beaker and yeah. were introduced to it as a world and were encouraged to do it. I'd like to think that was like a good legacy. Yeah, I'd, I'd, it does. It definitely does. Because I've recently read a BBC news story which was very touching oh my god uh, we get it you read the news as well yeah, as Jacqueline I Wilson I know I'm really I'm really deep uh, but as I recommend you uh, read it and it's about a couple that foster kids and then this one of their foster kids wanted him to adopt them so he drew he drew himself into all their family photos and oh, it was just interesting yeah but no it's lovely improved photo kind of ruins the photo doesn't it though well he's only i think he's only a little boy but uh so helen there voicing her opinions on on people trying to express love um let's just hope no one writes let's hope that you never get a a touching message written on your uh headshot you'd be like oh could you imagine if i printed off headshots that's like a dream of mine is to walk around with a pack of headshots in my bag (laughs) like it's just such a oh my god Okay, best celeb gossip. We've gone off the track, but I, I think it's great celeb gossip. My so Barry from EastEnders yes. was performing in the local Panto. Amazing. Where he'd actually quit EastEnders to be in. Um, oh, and my friend saw him in the street. She's like Barry from EastEnders, and ran up to him, got out her daybook, and was like, "Could you sign my daybook?" And he's like, "Don't worry." And he pulled open his pocket and pulled out a stack of headshots, and was like, "Here you go," and signed one and gave it to her. Stop. Oh, that's really upsetting. I think it's great that he knew he knew people already. I mean, he was high of No, it shows us how trash men can be. That's what it shows us, which I think is also really well explored during Jacqueline Wilson books. Because honestly, yes. men do not get a look in and it's actually a no. godsend. Yes. In fact, go on. The, the men that you do support in... in in Jacqueline Wilson are dweeby men aren't they they're the, the beta males but this is men. why I think I love keeping myself around so many beaters yeah like you know I, I mean, love my dweeby boys like well I, I mean yeah yeah, yeah. let's not name names but, but like I definitely are. surround myself with the the beaters cappers deltas yeah 
of yeah. the comedy scene and in life in general. Like my dad's a Delta. Easily. And in case there's anyone from America for some reason listening to this, uh, she's not referring to frat boys. Who... No, but I wish I was. One of my dreams yeah. is to go to like a party at a frat house or like a sorority girl party. Just to see. I- I've been to many. Yeah, but like, do you, were you just scared of being sexually assaulted the whole time? Well, do you know what? they? This is probably not going to make the podcast, but they... The no, Jenny's rules, nodding cause... to keep it in right now. That's weird. All oh, right, okay. Uh, so I went to college in Mississippi for a year, which was I massive. I know, I saw your group. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> they had a, they have something called Spring Weekends, which is where Frat Row is just open to a massive party. And what I did was I went to every single frat house, ate all their food, drank all their drink, and then went to another one. And then I got so drunk when I got to the end of the road that I had to phone up my boyfriend at the time and tell him to drive me home which was about 500 meters away <laughs> stop it um, but because frat boys have to be so hot like they they're it's in their terms so they pay and also sorority girls they have to be hospitable so they have to like be really nice and so they have to be nice to you they have to be nice to you so they're like hi how are you and um and you're just like it's not attractive so you don't no. want to spend any time with them uh and there was one there was one there was one fraternity on campus and it was called pike pike but everyone pike but everyone called it spike because it had a rep for being a bit dodge fucking uh, hell why do i want to go there so bad babes i'll take you to mississippi and i'll sh- take you around the i'll take you around the uh and also the if you go to the if you go to like the south you go to college trans and south you have a british accent it automatically makes you the most interesting like coolest person you become a little celebrity yeah people say that about america but i don't think it's true no, i think they've no seriously i was famous i was famous on campus just because i had an english accent don't go to like new york or california go to like the south where no one's ever been further north oh no than... one's ever been then yeah yeah no you one's were the like, first person yeah i was literally the first like people would come up to me and they'd be like i really like spooks the like, tv show spooks yeah like <laughs> like i was somehow involved in making it um did jacqueline but, wilson ever make it to the usa i don't know if she did you know i i will have to i don't think she did uh, either no which is a shame it's a shame because she's not come out as a turf it's too real maybe maybe it's too real there's no fakeness yeah. to it they have judy know. bloom there who i don't think has ever quite made it as much here as what's judy bloom is that like ballet Uh, slippers and stuff it no it's it is about uh it's like it is i think it's the american equivalent of jacqueline wilson only a tiny bit older i remember there's a book where a girl gets an abortion fun see that i like yeah i think it's there's a book called hello god can you hear me it's something i can't remember what the character oh dear anna it's dear god it's anna or something yeah I think me. I read that when I was... Well, I pretended to read it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's man. um, There's also... Yeah, they're, they're all quite dark books. And yeah, so I think that's the Amer- American equivalent. I don't even but, know... The only thing that I think is dark in Tracy Beaker is how many times she takes her pants off. <laughs> Honestly, look, I'm fine with her getting beaten up by her mum's boyfriend... I'm fine with her going in and out of the care system, being ditched by different families. It's just the fact that these two fucking 10-year-olds just sort of like, take your pants off. 
tear what them off you, again. What would you dare? What would you dare a ten-year-old boy to do? Take his trousers off, obviously. But that's it's not on me. It's different. Reversed. As a girl, I'm just being kooky, crazy fun. They're being fucking sex pests. <laughs> I can't remember if I ever played truthful dare as that young. But our um, dares were always something like pathetic, like say this to the teacher, or like or phone phone up a number and be like. Oh yeah, I wanted a dare to call the supermarket in town and ask them how many items they sold, individual items. That was like a dare. It was yeah. so stupid, like prank yeah. calls, like call Childline and say you got hit. You know, like fun yeah, ones. it always it always be prank calls, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah, uh, prank calls or uh, putting on loads of makeup or something like that, or something that you wanted to do. Yeah, something that you wanted to do, but you were like, oh, do you dare me to do this? Like, oh, do you dare me to dress like a slag? And uh, and get a photo taken, and then you're like, "Wait a second, I'm already in Kent." Uh. <laughs> yeah, that happened. That happened bit at like twelve year old birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, Honestly, I think these books were the making of me, and I'm glad that I got to pick Tracy Beaker in the Dare Game. Yes. Uh, are they your favourite Jacqueline Mawson books then? There's so I I honestly am afraid of commitment to things like that, and I don't want to commit because yeah. I think the illustrated mum and I loved it's Vicky Angel, a, a friend who dies that haunts her. Like yes, <laughs> no. There's too many but, good ones, but these ones are stand out for me. Yes, they are really. Um, I I completely think that. Also, the worst set though. Did you ever the Jacqueline Wilson books that weren't illustrated by Nick Sharrett? what did you ever yeah there was a couple and i no. was like no not gonna read them um, i don't think that exists such beautiful just such beautiful illustrations um okay i'm gonna ask you so because tracy beaker's book opens with her answering some questions and yes. helen i would like you to answer some questions um <laughs> so i was born at uh to- in tooting that's St. George's Hospital. In... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> my my hair is blonde. Is it natural blonde? Well, it's dyed now, but it was blonde when I was. Oh fuck! I hate this question. I, I hate you it. get it asked it a lot. Oh. Because um, it was blonde, and now honestly, I think. Look, can you see the top there? I think I'm like a mousy brown. I my hair isn't naturally blonde. Um, it goes Who am gone grey. Um. My lucky number is uh, one. Who is a lot of twenty nine? <laughs> Do you know? Um, I like I like even numbers best. Don't know what that's. Okay. All right, all right. My best friend is Emma Black. <laughs> this is so weird. I, no, but actually, I, no. You can't pick a best friend. Can I list no. like seven people now, or it's going to be like a drama if they listen to it? I mean, I yeah, we're better. Do, do, have you ever had a best friend? Because I'm someone that has a lot of good pals, but never, like, the best friend. I mean, ever. I definitely went through that phase at school of, like, someone was your best friend for yeah. a bit. But, like, as an adult, I don't think I have a best, best friend. I do have, like, three, four close girlfriends that I've known for ages um, who are all on the rotation of, like, calls for things that are exciting or things that are really sad. And yeah. people who have, like live with or could spend like hours and hours with not saying anything but i'm yeah. gonna say i'm a black because she's in the house right now i think that that is quite good about this 
about Tracy Beaker is that you don't really, it, you don't have a permanent best friend. Like movies, they're always like, oh my. You best fucking friend's... bitch, Maddie. You know she had a best friend, and it was Louise, and then Justine well, stole was, her, yeah, and then and she Justin, was really upset. Yeah. So don't even talk like that. But she she's happy with well, Pete's. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. Let's just ask another question. Sorry, that was bullshit. Now I'm upset. But you can't have many different close friends. But she didn't want them. She wanted Louise. Also, do a shout out to Louise Bastock. She's another really close friend. Um, my favourite game is... Pooing! <laughs> no, Pokemon Go. Next question. Uh, my favourite TV programme is... Uh, Dance Mums. Next question. Things I don't like. Jenny Kastner. Next question. Uh, most <laughs> of all, it's too good not to. She, it's a producer, not the, not what just like a random don't person. I like? I'm trying to think now. Oh, I hate having um, an itchy nose that I have right now. That is, uh, have you got autumn hay fever? I, d- I, mean, I took a hay fever tablet this morning because my fucking best friend Emma Black just keeps on getting flowers for the house, and it's like I'm super mm. allergic, and she's like, they look so nice, and it's like get over yourself. You're buying them for yourself, you piece of shit. Am I right? Uh, Sorry, what you on. should do, what you could do, is you could flatten them, and then she can look at them forever because they're, you know, flower pressing. I'd... Yeah, she's not in the mood for that. She likes having them around. Ah, oh, just loads of flat flowers. It could be quite cute. Um, I think that's. Then it goes into quite personal questions. Hit so me. Uh... I started masturbating when I was eleven, but I remember being five and feeling good when I found something on the playground, and it sort of sat between my legs really well. Sort of personal like that. That is personal. Um, that wasn't how, the personal questions here is like my what family is like this. Pornhub. No, what? Sorry. Um, do you know what I like as well? This Tracy Beaker. Um, I remember breath she said, she, she said my teacher is called Miss Brown, and she drew a picture. And my teacher at the time, I remember, was called Mrs. Brown, and she looked quite similar. And I, everyone loved her apart from me. Me and oh, Mrs. No. Brown didn't get along. Oh dear. And my teachers liked me, I guess. Well, Actually, no, they probably didn't, but I always assumed they did. Mrs. Brown, right, I, my goldfish died, and she sorry. she laughed. She laughed. That like I was crying. No. I came in, and I was like, oh, my goldfish died. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm not her. I can't Well, I, just basically, if you, ever encounter Mrs., if you ever encounter Mrs. Brown... I want you to take aim at her. Like, I want you to... Is it to... Mrs. Brown from Mrs. Brown's Boys? I'm not sure what. That'd be so no, she's... good. <laughs> okay, am Imagine. I done with my questions? I think you are. Um, do you have anything that you want to promote or... I'd like... I have something I'd like to say. Yes? Um, is there a chance Jacqueline Wilson would listen to this? I mean, fingers crossed... Okay, so when I was younger, I wrote to you twice. <laughs> this is directly to Jacqueline Wilson. And you responded both times, and I super, super appreciate it. But because there was a group in my town who really, really loved you, um, just before the book Midnight came out, you were doing a book signing for your book before that. And my friend Jasmine went, who lived four doors down from me. Her mum was a hairdresser. And she went to the book signing, and you went, what's your name? And she went, Jasmine. And you went, oh! oh I love that that's such an unusual lovely name and then Midnight came out and the main character was called Jasmine and Jazz told everyone it was named after her and I would now like to have that courtesy passed on to me so next book can there be a character called Helen please thank you so much for all your work thank you for listening to the Jacqueline Wilson fan club 
If you've enjoyed the show, please do subscribe and give us five stars. And don't stop there. You can just tell everyone you've ever met or everyone you ever encounter to listen to the show. If you want to join in the conversation, you can find me on social media at Diary of a Maddie. This show has been produced by Jenny Kasmer.